0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Recovery for the Narcissist Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Eric Perry. If you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you do so you never miss an episode. If you're a first-time listener, please note that this podcast is not meant to assess, diagnose, or treat narcissistic personality disorder. My intention for this podcast is to provide some insight and encouragement to those of you who exhibit narcissistic tendencies. So you can start to break some of those negative patterns of behavior and live a happier, healthier, and more fulfilling life. In today's episode, I would like to speak to you about blame. It's not uncommon for individuals who exhibit characteristics of narcissism to blame others when things go wrong. This may be done without any thought as to who is actually responsible. This behavior is done so often that you may not realize you are doing it. This is because blame can serve as a form of self-protection and it can be weaponized to be used against another person. By shifting the blame onto others, you are able to protect your ego, and most importantly to preserve the identity you project to the world. For example, you might find yourself feeling emotionally dysregulated and unknowingly initiate a fight with your spouse. When your partner responds in frustration, you might then blame your spouse for ruining the evening. This may then escalate to you telling them that they always ruin everything. You may even become passive-aggressive and disconnect completely as a form of punishment towards them. All of this may be a result of redirected shame. Since you do not want to feel shame, you redirect the feelings onto someone else by blaming them. For example, say you are walking your dog who isn't the most well-behaved dog in the world. Another dog and their owner approaches and your dog starts to lunge and bark. You might feel embarrassed in front of the other dog owner and feel shame because your dog isn't as well-behaved. Instead of letting yourself experience the feeling of shame and normalizing your embarrassment, you might look at your partner and say, you see, you should have let me train and discipline our dog. Blaming others allows you to avoid responsibility for any situation that might hurt your ego. Particularly, if you are not feeling in control of your life, you may blame others to avoid feelings of shame for the situation you are in, and you may attack the other person's character as a way of deflecting the emotional discomfort that they are experiencing. For example, by initiating an argument with your spouse, you are able to deflect and project your negative feelings onto them. These feelings may be that you are inadequate in some way. By attacking the other person, they become the ones with the problem, not you. You might then believe that it's your spouse that has the issue. All of this allows you to keep your idealized, projected self intact. This behavior falls in line with the idea that it can feel easier to control your environment than it is to control how you're feeling inside. I want to take a moment to tell you, great job for being here and listening. My hope is that by listening to this podcast, it will help you become more aware of the thought process behind your behaviors. Another thing to be aware of is that you might be using blame as a form of punishment towards yourself or anyone else who makes a mistake. When a narcissistic individual feels shame, is often expressed as blame. This is because shame is an emotion that is difficult to feel. Shame can make all of us feel uncomfortable. It is a feeling of humiliation and discomfort when we become aware that we did something wrong. Narcissistic individuals do not only see the behavior as wrong, but also feel that there is something wrong with them. They have learned that if they make a mistake, they are worthless, a bad person, and they do not deserve to exist. In a healthy and nurturing environment, children are taught through the mistakes they make. For example, learning to walk is a series of mistakes that lead up to the triumphant first step. Through love and guidance, we learn from our mistakes. When we do something wrong, the behavior is pointed out so that we can correct it. Sometimes, with shame, a person's character will be attacked. You may have learned through shaming behaviors that personally attacked you that you were not allowed to make mistakes. For example. Say as a child you were forgetful about your personal belongings and you lost them on the playground. In a healthy environment, your parents would remind you that everyone makes mistakes. They may point out ways for you not to forget your things. You may experience guilt for being absent-minded and proceed to change your behavior after you realize that not taking care of your belongings is careless. In a toxic environment, if you lost your belongings on the playground, you would be personally attacked. You might have been yelled at and told that you are stupid for not paying more attention. You may have been asked, what is wrong with you? And you might have been looked at as if there was something wrong with you. This toxic behavior would result in you internalizing their criticism. You would begin to believe that there is something wrong with you and that you are a bad person. Ultimately, you would have learned that if you make any mistake, you are a bad person and not the behavior. This deeply embedded thought pattern would teach you to feel obligated to feel that you are bad and that something is wrong with you whenever a mistake is made. This lesson that you are bad if you make a mistake is so well learned and it becomes an automatic response. It is likely that you are not even aware that you are doing this to yourself and others. You are not only shaming yourself, but have also learned to shame those around you. With this mindset, if your significant other makes a mistake, your first response may be to criticize them and make them feel bad, and if you make a mistake, you will cast the blame to others so you will avoid feeling the shame. It's important to learn to distinguish guilt from shame in order to be able to take ownership of your mistakes. When we make mistakes, we will often feel guilt about our behavior. Acknowledging the guilty feeling is important. By feeling and accepting the discomfort of guilt, it will help you avoid blaming others. For example, being passive-aggressive towards my spouse so that she does what I want is the wrong behavior to exhibit in a healthy relationship. I can be called out for my behavior and feel guilty about what I have done. I have to learn to sit with the discomfort and realize that there are better ways to communicate. In this example, the behavior is wrong, not the person. By learning to distinguish between feelings of guilt and shame, you can begin to exhibit healthier behavioral patterns, which can ultimately have a positive impact on your life. And by practicing these healthy responses, you can begin to undo negative thought patterns that you have grown accustomed to. I want to remind you to be kind to yourself. We are all a work in progress. Remember, just take it one day at a time. Slow and steady wins the race. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Recovery for the Narcissist podcast. I am your host, Dr. Eric Perry. Until next time, see you soon.